Hey there, this is me, and that's you. This is 633 Podcast. Why? Because we believe Matthew 633 that says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm Kimberly Bellrose, faith coach, and I have partnered with Sharon McComb, certified life coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. And Sharon has her Checkmate episodes as she discusses many ways that we get stuck in life Using her experience and tips, she shares how we can tackle our stuck points. But this, this is me and my wake up episode. And you join me in in following my journey through the Message Bible and through my experiences and visions and wind words as my ear is open for Holy Spirit's revelation and breakthrough for our lives. Now, I have been a little excited this week and this day. Uh, August is a big month for my family. It is my birthday and two of my children and my uh, grandchildren and a niece and a sister-in-law. And it's just a full month of, of celebration. But today, today is even more exciting because even as I am recording this message right now, one of my daughters is, is in the hospital and I have a new granddaughter on the way and new birth. So how can I not talk about new birth? Um, I have to, I must. So here we go. And you, I'm sure if you are a believer You are familiar with John 3, and Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and you know the scripture probably as Jesus says, we must be born, unless you are born again, you cannot know. So I'm going to read from the Message Bible in chapter 3. Okay, so here we go. This is what was happening. There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. So first of all, I want you to realize that this is a man very well educated and knowledgeable in the word, in the scriptures, with the wisdom, with the practicing of religion, with the worshiping of the one true God. This is that man. So, but, but late one night, now think about that. Why did he go to Jesus late one night? He visited Jesus. It's because Jesus was not accepted among the religious people. You know, Jesus's message was very abstract compared to the religion of the Jews, the practice of the Jews. Yes, they were waiting for a Messiah, but who they pictured the Messiah to be was not this Jesus. What was he doing? He was going against all the rules and traditions and, and you know, many, many things. He was causing 
the Jews, the, the Pharisees, um, you know, their brain to tilt. What? This isn't what the Messiah looks like. So now let's return. So here we are. Late one night, Nicodemus went and visited Jesus. And he said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it is not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. Think about those words. You know, we can talk to our friends and our neighbors and our co-workers and we can preach the scriptures. We can declare the do's and the don'ts. We can say you must do this and you cannot do that. And you must learn of the scriptures and the knowledge. You must memorize them. You must say your prayers. You must do this, that and the other thing. Does that change lives? Does that give people hope? Or does it put a burden of weight upon them? That's a question. Now, Jesus says, unless you're born from above, you can't see this God that I'm pointing to. This is my wake up as believers that we're different, that something is different, that something spiritual has happened on the inside of us. Religion teaches us a change from the outside to create a change within. But being born from above is a wake-up, an ignition, a fire started on the inside of you that brings changes from the inside before it even begins to change our outside and our life. So we must be born from above if we want to see this God that Jesus is pointing to, this good, good father that he's declaring. Jesus continues, and he's, or no, Nicodemus then asks in verse 4, How, how can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. And I'm saying, people, let's really listen here. Jesus says, let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life. It's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, oh, I can hardly wait, my people. I have a baby coming. Okay, wait, 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 calm down. Back to the word. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body that you can look at and touch. Oh, my people, I can cuddle and sing and rock and kiss and smell and count those 10 little toes and 10 little fingers. Oh, 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 back to the scripture. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something that you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. 
something on the inside of us wakes up, comes alive, breathes fire, breathes life, breathes hope, faith begins. Just like that little egg of conception when a woman's egg meets a man's sperm. You know, Mary's egg met the spirit of the living God and Jesus was born. And when we wake up to become born again, that's what happens. Something on the inside of us, it just connects with the spirit of the living God and our spirit within us becomes alive. And things on the inside of us begin to change and we begin to see life in a new way. You want to talk about rose-colored glasses? You look through faith. You look through your heavenly Father. You look through what Jesus done for you. He paid for it all. All that guilt and shame and regret that we carry that is such a heavy burden upon us as people. How we come to the end of our rope, but he's there. How we fall into ditches, and he's there. How we stumble over even the foundational truths. He's there. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. When we become born from above. Believing that there is a God. That Jesus is the Son. Isn't enough. It isn't enough. Are you listening to me? Really listening Do you understand that all of the churches, all of the religion, all of these things believe that there is a God? Do you know that the Bible says that even Satan himself and all the demons of hell believe that there's a God? Are they born from above? No! Believing that there is a God is not enough. It is not enough. He is a good, good father. He is calling you into his adoption. He is crying out to you. He is opening your eyes that you see this truth. If you are listening to these words, he is calling out to you to believe that there's a difference. To believe that it is possible to be born from above. Now let's return to what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, So in verse 7, so don't be so surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, the Spirit of God. This faith that I'm talking about, this call that the Heavenly Father is tugging on your heart right now, you can't see it. You can't see it on the inside of me. You can't see it on the inside of anyone. But can you see the effects of it in my life or your life or the one you're looking at as an example being born from above how we live our lives matter how we practice his presence matters i've often heard it said that you know 
you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. That's true. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than sitting in a garage is going to make you a car. That's not it. Knowing this Word of God, this whole thing we call the Holy Bible from cover to cover, if you memorize every word and every punctuation and every historical thing, that does not make you a Christian. An experience, a step out of the boat experience, an adoption into the heavenly kingdom, that's what makes a difference. And if you do not see any effects in your life of faith blowing like the wind and causing change, maybe we better take a closer look. Maybe we better cry out for that confirmation, for that love, for that lift of life. That's why I'm a faith coach. I'm not a coach to change your life as much as I'm a coach to change your view, your perspective, your spirit. I don't know how to, I, I try every episode to communicate the, what is on the inside of me, that it is possible for every one of you out there. There is a difference to live by faith. Is my life perfect? absolutely not. There are days that I fall apart. There are days that my burden is too heavy. There are days that I tend to worry about my family. But I have been learning, I am learning, and I know I don't get stuck in those places anymore for days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months or even years. When I fall into those places, God is so quick to reach out and to give me hope and to reach out his hand, to correct me, to show me. He is my ultimate coach and I am a faith coach because I want to encourage all of you people that he is your ultimate coach, that he is your life, that he is your hope, your anchor. My heart's cry is that you will know him like I know him and even more. This Nicodemus was a religious person. He had a level of faith, a level of trust. He had great knowledge, great discipline, I'm sure, as he's a practicing Jew. But he knew that there was a difference in what Jesus had. And what was happening amongst the people. And he hungered for that. He was curious. And that's what I pray. My voice raises up your faith. That it ignites you to go higher, to go deeper, to cry out for more, to hunger and thirst for this righteousness that's in the kingdom of God that I'm talking about. I want you to want that. So now we're back in verse 9. And Nicodemus asked, what do you mean by this? How can this happen? And Jesus responded, you're a respected teacher of Israel and you don't know these basics. Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. 
I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There's nothing secondhand here, no hearsay. Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are as plain as the hand before your face and you don't believe me, what use is there in telling you of things you can't see, the things of God? Are you stumbling, procrastinating over questions? Are you in doubt and unbelief? Are you wondering if there's more? Because I know that there is. I am a living example of the transformation of life, of thoughts, of emotions, of hope, of dreams, of everything that is in this world because the kingdom of God is within me and strengthens me and gives me hope for a future. Life is not perfect, but it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful because I am adopted and I walk with him and you can too. You can, you can. And if you would like to reach out to me or to Sharon, you can reach me at www.633-wakeup.com. You can reach Sharon at www.wildflowerwomen.ca. Please share this message. Encourage others. Make sure that there's effects in your life of that spiritual wind blowing, of fruit growing on your tree, of practicing his presence in a way that others hunger for what you have. So I wanna bless you for being here. I wanna bless you for sharing. I wanna bless you for encouraging words to us and to others. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.